Section 36 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 36 The Battle in the West. The day after the battle at Dower, King Arthur and his host pursued Sir Mordred to Brahamdown, where again there was a great battle fought with much slaughter on both sides, but in the end Arthur was victorious and Mordred left for Canterbury. Now by this time many that Mordred had cheated by his lying reports had drawn unto King Arthur to whom at heart they had ever been loyal, knowing him for a true and noble king, and hating themselves for having been deceived by such a false usurper as Sir Mordred then was he found that he was being deserted sir mordred withdrew from the far west where men knew less of what had happened and he might still find some to believe in him and support him and being without conscience he even called to his aid the hidden host that his uncle king arthur had driven from the land in the good years when lancelot was of the round table king arthur followed ever after for in his heart bitter was anger against the false nephew who had wrought woe upon him and upon his realm at the last when mordred could flee no further the two hosts were drawn up near the shore of the great western sea and it was the feast of the holy trinity that night at his king arthur slept he thought that sir gawain stood before him looking just as he did in life and said to him my uncle and my king God in his great love has suffered me to come unto you to warn you that it is no wise ye fight on the morrow, for if ye do you shall be slain, and with you the most part of the people on both sides. Make ye therefore treaty for a month, and within that time Sir Lancelot shall come to you with all his knights, and ye shall overthrow the traitor and all that hold with him therewith sir gawain vanished immediately the king awoke and called to him the best and the wisest of his knights and the two brethren sir lucan the butler and sir bedivere and others to whom he told his dream then all were agreed that on the terms whatsoever a treaty should be made with sir mordred even as sir gawain had said and with the dawn messengers went to the camp of the enemy to call sir mordred to a conference so it was determined that the meeting should take place in the sight of both armies in an open space between the two camps and that king arthur and mordred should each be accompanied by fourteen knights little enough faith had either on in the other so when they set forth to the meeting they bade their host join battle if ever they saw a sword drawn thus they went to the conference now as they talked it befell that an adder coming out of a bush hard by stung a knight in the foot and he seeing the snake drew his sword to kill it and thought no harm thereby but on the instant that the sword flashed the trumpets blared on both sides and the two hosts rushed to battle never was there fought a fight of such bitter enmity for brother fought with brother and comrade with comrade and fiercely they cut and thrust with many a bitter word between while king arthur himself his heart hot within him rode through and through the battle seeking the traitor mordred so they fought all day till at last the evening fell then arthur looking around him saw his valiant knights but two left sir lucan and sir bedivere and these sore wounded and there over against him by a great heap of the dead sued sir mordred the cause of all this ruin thereupon the king his heart nigh broken with grief for the loss of his true knights cried with a loud voice traitor 
now is thy doom upon thee and with his spear gripped in both hands he rushed upon sir mordred and smote him that the weapon stood out in a fathom behind and sir mordred knew that he had his death wound with all the might he had he thrust him in the spear of the haft and with his sword struck king arthur upon the head that the spear pierced through the helmet and bit into the head so then he fell back stark and dead sir lucan and sir bedivere went to the king where he lay swooning from the blow and bore him to the little chapel in the seashore as they laid him on the ground sir lucan fell dead beside the king and arthur coming to himself found but sir bedivere alive beside him end of section thirty six read by anna nomoska